Welcome to Creative Biolabs, we offer custom contract research services and products, covering the entire process of CAR T-cell therapy development. In this brand new podcast series, we will show you everything you want to know about CAR T-therapy, including the mechanism, current applications, technology limitations, and potential strategies. Hope you will enjoy it. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Beth Miller. Thanks for tuning in. Ready to start today's learning about CAR-T technology and natural killer cell therapy? Before that, let's first welcome our guest, Dr. William Smith, a senior journal editor in the field of immunotherapy. Great to meet you again, Beth, and thanks for your nice invitation. Nice to meet you, Dr. Smith. First of all, please allow me to briefly recap the content of the previous episode. Among the components of the immune system, natural killer cells have been shown to play an important role in immune surveillance against cancer. Numerous transplantation studies have shown that natural killer cells are involved in relapse protection, supporting the therapeutic potential of natural killer cells in tumor eradication. Early studies focused on the adoptive transfer of autologous natural killer cells. However, recent studies suggest that allogeneic natural killer cells may be more effective. This is because they can promote a higher frequency of normal and fully functional natural killer cells that are less suppressed by the patient's tumor. So, could natural killer cells be dysfunctional in cancer? Of course. Tumor cells have several mechanisms for evading the immune system. It is well known that one of the tumor escape mechanisms for natural killer cells is the shedding of NKG2D ligands on tumor cells. This may result in impaired cytotoxicity. Shedding of NKG2D ligands is closely linked to high proteolytic and epoxic activity in tumor cells and the tumor microenvironment. Tumor stromal cells are a major source of support for tumor growth and metastasis. In fact, in the tumor microenvironment, natural killer cell function is often suppressed. It is not only suppressed by tumor cells, but also by the suppression of a complex system. This complex system is coordinated by immunosuppressive compartments including myeloid-derived suppressor cells, regulatory T-cells, and stromal cells such as mesenchymal stem cells. I see. As you just mentioned tumor microenvironment, could you introduce more about how the tumor microenvironment affect immune effector cells? Could you give some examples? Sure. The tumor microenvironment exerts solid stress on immune effector cells. This leads to the hypofunction and ineffective response of these cells to the tumor. For example, myeloid-derived suppressor cells are increased in patients with different types of cancer and are associated with poor prognosis. In addition, the sustained suppression of T-cells and natural killer cells by myeloid-derived suppressor cells has an important relationship with some immune regulatory factors secreted by them. These factors include transforming growth factor beta and nitric oxygen. On the other hand, regulatory T-cells can suppress natural killer cell responses through interleukin-2 deprivation and transforming growth factor beta secretion. Increased regulatory T-cell expansion and activity in cancer patients is associated with poor prognosis. In addition to all suppressors in the tumor microenvironment, both tumor cells and immunosuppressive cells express several inhibitory ligands of immune effector checkpoints, such as PDL1. In summary, the tumor microenvironment is quite crucial for natural killer cell anti-tumor responses. 
This could explain the dysfunction in cancer patients. It appears that the tumor microenvironment is a complex system related to the suppressed natural killer cell function. So, many preclinical natural killer cell studies have shown promising results worthy of clinical trials. Apart from adoptive natural killer cell transfer, few therapies targeting natural killer cell activation have been tested in clinical trials. However, as antibody therapy for cancer transforming the practice of cancer care in the past decade, many of these approaches work in part through natural killer cells. Maybe you can introduce it a bit more? Yeah. New antibody therapies targeting different T-cell inhibitory checkpoints have shown remarkable clinical success. However, little is known about how these affect natural killer cell responses. Specific checkpoint inhibitors and other antibody therapies have been manufactured and studied. For example, studies targeting inhibitory killer cell immunoglobulin-like receptors to prevent natural killer cell tolerance to patient tumors. Based on preclinical and clinical studies in acute myeloid leukemia and multiple myeloma, monoclonal anti-killer cell immunoglobulin-like receptor restores natural killer cell function when tested in vitro. Also, the treatment is safe and does not induce autoimmunity. However, no objective response has been observed after infusion of anti-killer cell immunoglobulin-like receptor antibody alone. Similarly, NKG2A blocking antibodies have been developed. It may prove clinically useful if supporting data emerge. Thanks for your explanation, Dr. Smith. I learned that bispecific or trispecific killer engagers have been developed as a non-gene therapy approach to make natural killer cells antigen-specific. What are the characteristics of these conjugates? Are there studies proving their function? These specific engagers consist of DNA fragments from two fully humanized single-chain fragment variable antibodies. The two antibodies recognize CD16 on natural killer cells and a tumor target antigen to facilitate the immune synapse. An advantage of bispecific and trispecific killer engagers is that they bind CD16 with high affinity compared with the low affinity FC binding of whole antibodies. Healthy peripheral blood mononuclear cells and CD33 CD16 bispecific killer engagers have been reported to enhance the ability to kill cytokine induced myeloid derived suppressor cells and CD33 positive human acute promyelocytic leukemia cell lines. Trispecific killer engagers supplemented with interleukin-15 are used to maintain the proliferation and persistence of natural killer cells. They are more potent than bispecific ones. Natural killer cells targeted with a trispecific killer engager produced significantly more pro-inflammatory cytokines as well as chemokines when cultured with CD33 positive target cells. Additionally, these natural killer cells proliferated have been reported to have better survival rates and greater cytolytic activity against primary acute myeloid leukemia blasts. This response has something to do with interleukin-15, right? That's right. This response correlates with the in vivo function of the modified interleukin-15 linker. This linker promotes natural killer cell persistence, expansion, and function. Therefore, a trispecific killer engager can not only increase the specificity of natural killer cell anti-tumor activity, but also enhance the in vivo persistence and in vivo expansion of natural killer cells. This gives it the potential to be an effective cancer treatment. 
However, whether a tri-specific killer engager can activate severely suppressed natural killer cells in cancer patients or whether the adoptive transfer is required remains unknown. I see. So, let's move on to the next point. What should we know about targeting adaptive natural killer cells for cancer immunotherapy? Studies have shown that cytomegalovirus has a powerful role in shaping the natural killer cell repertoire to enhance persistence, survival, and function. This knowledge motivates to develop strategies to expand the clinical treatment of adaptive natural killer cells. These adaptive natural killer cells will be particularly suitable for the CD16 targeting approach with whole antibodies, bispecific, and trispecific killer engager. In another approach, specific cytokine stimulation cocktails can induce natural killer cells to also have memory-like properties. Overnight activation of several interleukins results in the long-term production of interferon gamma by natural killer cells following adoptive transfer in mice, compared with activation of interleukin-15 alone. In addition, a research team is conducting a clinical trial of cytokine-induced memory-like natural killer cells in patients with advanced acute myeloid leukemia and myelodysplastic syndrome. It sounds promising. Other strategies to enhance the anti-tumor activity of natural killer cells have been proposed. For example, blocking novel inhibitory checkpoints involving natural killer cells. Could you tell us more about this? No prob. It has been demonstrated that significantly fewer lung metastases in three different CD96-deficient mouse tumor models. Additionally, a dose-dependent beneficial effect of blockade between the inhibitory receptor CD96 and its ligand CD155 was observed. Furthermore, combined anti-PD1 blockade and anti-CD96 were more effective in reducing lung metastases than alone. Natural killer cell interferon gamma production is thus increased. It is worth noting that anti-PDL1 may also have a dual effect. One study showed that natural killer cells from multiple myeloma patients had increased PD1 expression compared with healthy controls. Blockade of the PD1 PDL1 axis enhanced natural killer cell cytotoxicity against autologous multiple myeloma cells. These findings suggest that blocking the inhibitory checkpoint of natural killer cells may enhance their anti-tumor activity. However, clinical trials are still needed to confirm this possibility. Collectively, natural killer cells are natural in targeting tumor cells and play an important role in immune surveillance against tumors. However, without strategies to increase their activity, natural killer cells have a low probability of eradicating mature tumors. So my next question would be based on current research results. What are the directions for future research? The tumor suppressor mechanisms of the immune system are complex. Targeting only one inhibitory pathway of natural killer cells may not be sufficient. Currently, I would say that immunotherapy focuses on targeting individual immune checkpoints. However, researchers anticipate that future immunotherapies will combine therapies targeting more than one inhibitor and more than one tumor-specific antigen to enhance tumor recognition. As healthy immune cells possess many regulatory elements to avoid self-attack, malignantly transformed cells adapt these mechanisms. Approaches of combination therapies hold the promise of overcoming these issues. At the end, could you give us a summary of the important findings about natural killer cells in these episodes? It is my pleasure. Okay, 
First, the balance between activating and inhibitory receptors is tightly regulated by natural killer cells. However, suppression of natural killer cell responses needs to be controlled. This is to facilitate an effective response against established tumors. Through extensive studies, we have learned that adoptive natural killer cell transfer in acute myeloid leukemia patients can produce complete remission and prolonged survival. But their clinical effect was blunted by suppressing the increased regulatory T cells in the blood of cancer patients. We also learned that the adoptive transfer of natural killer cells may differ in patients with solid tumors. Barriers to treatment efficacy could be explained by a suppressive tumor microenvironment on natural killer cells. Adaptive or memory-like natural killer cells would persist better in vivo, especially in combination with enhanced specificity through the FC receptor CD16. This makes them therapeutically useful. However, these strategies may not be sufficient by themselves due to the complex immunosuppressive tumor microenvironment. Optimal interleukin-15 strategies to enhance adoptive transfer or promote endogenous natural killer cells in cancer patients remain undetermined. Finally, many approaches could be enhanced by known and newly discovered checkpoint inhibitors that specifically target the inhibitory receptors CD96 and PD-1 on natural killer cells. Above, we conclude our discussion of advances in the understanding of natural killer cell function in healthy humans that have led to translational strategies for treating cancer patients. So, this is the end today. Thanks for you sharing, Dr. Smith. And we hope our audience had a good time during this episode. See you next week. Thank you very much. See you next time.